we've been talking a lot about our identity in Christ and who we are as Christians and, and the importance of seeing ourselves the way God sees us and not the way we might feel. Our faith must precede our feelings. Our faith must precede our sight. We never we, we grow into what we believe. We, and we, if we believe God's truth, we grow into that. We don't start with, with uh, believing after we experience something, but believing before we experience it. This is the way God operates. We're to have faith. Faith means I believe what God says. I believe that over anything else, over my feelings, my experiences, anything. I believe that. That's not foolish. That's, that's recognizing the reality that we live in a world where there is deception. And the one we can trust always is our Lord, our Father. He is the only one who would never lie. Sometimes our, our circumstances lie. Sometimes our feelings lie. Are you kidding me? They often lie to us, don't they? But God never lies. And so we want to be following him. Romans 8.1 is a tremendous verse. And if you have a Bible, you might want to turn there. We'll be in these first few verses for a bit. Romans 8.1 tells us this. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In the Bible, whenever you see a therefore, it's been said, ask why it's what reason it's there for. If you see a therefore, what's it there for? Well, he's coming right after Romans 7. And Romans 7 is a uh, quandary, a, a confusion that the writer is writing, that Paul is writing about. Uh, he says, you know, I, I want to keep the law. I know that the law is good, but the law just condemns me. The law, I don't grow by keeping the law. I, I hear the law and I find out I'm failing. The law points out my mistakes. The law points out my sins. The law points out where I failed. And, and with his mind, he's trying to serve God, but he finds that he continually fails and falls short of what God has required. And he, and he says, who's going to set me free from this? And in verse uh, um, 24, he asks the question, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, he says, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh the law of sin. And he goes right on to say, remember there's no chapter breaks in the original writings. Paul didn't put chapters here. So he goes, therefore, what's therefore? Because Christ has set me free because Christ has set me free. Therefore, there is now, not someday in the future, but there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, let's continue reading the implications because understand something. All of what we have been seeing about our, our standing, our position, what we have in Jesus Christ, everything that we've been looking at has practical ramifications. This is not meant to be a, a, a theology that is, is stale, dead, meaningless. This is meant to be theology that's alive, life-transforming, that if you understand these things, it will make a huge difference. And we're about to see here in chapter 8 really something significant. Why is there no condemnation? Well, remember, the law condemns. The law condemns. The law is filled with things that we aren't to do. Don't murder, don't steal, no idols, don't worship idols, don't bow before other gods, don't break the Sabbath, don't covet, don't commit adultery. The law is 
primarily things that we don't, don't have other gods. Don't do these things. There's a couple positive things like honor your father and mother, but primarily it's what you're not supposed to do. Now, can I tell you something? We realize that when the law comes, it condemns. It, it is the ministry of condemnation. We read in Romans chapter 5 that through the law came condemnation. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, he calls it the ministry of condemnation. It is the ministry, and he says it's glorious, but the ministry of reconciliation is even more glorious. The ministry of Christ is even greater. So what is the purpose of the law? The law is good. The law is right. The law is important. We need the law. The, the, the commandments of God in the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, tell us what, help us understand what is right and wrong. Without that law, we would have a conscience, but we'd figure out a way to violate it. So the law is written in stone. It's, it's solid. It's absolute. It's non, it doesn't change. The, we would say absolutes are moral, not relative. And, and God's law was written in stone, absolute. But it primarily tells us what we shouldn't do, and we find we've all done it. And so, therefore, it condemns us. One way or another, one of those laws you've broken, if not more than one. You know, you know you've dishonored your parents. You, hated, you may not have murdered, but you hated someone. You may have committed adultery. You may not have, but you lusted in your heart. You may have lied. You may have taken God's name in vain. You may have violated the Sabbath. You may have, you may have worshipped other gods, idols. You, you, somewhere along the line, you've broken at some or, or many of them. Amen? And that brings condemnation. But Jesus brings life. Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. There is this greater law. The law of sin and death drags us down. It condemns us. But the law of life in Christ Jesus raises us above that. It sets us free. It's, it's, it's like if you could imagine the law of sin and death, imagine it's like gravity. It drags you down. But somehow the law of sin uh, the law of life in Christ Jesus is greater. Imagine, if you will, uh, you throw a piece of um, uh, a rock into a, 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 a pond or a, a lake or something. It's going to sink. It's going to go down to the bottom unless that rock is attached to a piece of wood and taped to a piece of wood. And then the law of flotation would be even stronger than the law of gravity and sinking and density and all those. And so the rock would stay up because it's connected to the the flotation device. And likewise, the law of sin and death would drag us down, but we are, we are wed to Christ. We are one with Christ. We are in Christ. And so this lifts us above the law of sin and death. The law, the in, in mortal man in our body, it's like sin controls us. It's a law within our, our members, and it takes over. But when you're in Christ, when the law of life in Christ supersedes that it lifts you up above that keep reading here for what the law could not do weak as it was through the flesh god did sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin he condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit this is a powerful statement very powerful the law was intended 
to show to we, initially we were to, to follow the law we were to live by the law we were to be like god but none of us did and so what the law could not do the law could not make us the law reflects the very nature of god but it could not make us like god all it did was reveal that we're not like god it, it was like a uh, like a, a ruler next to a, a crooked line. It just points out how crooked we were. The law could not make us like God. It could only condemn us. But what the law could not do, Christ did. The spirit of life, in the spirit of Christ, the spirit of life, um, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and Christ in us now. What does it say in verse Five, it fulfills the requirement of the law. You see, the fact that Jesus frees us doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want now. It doesn't mean that, hey, boy, anything's okay. This is what some of the early uh, the Gnostic people believed, that, that there was no right or wrong now, that the flesh is sinful, so it's going to sin. And, and so, you know, we're not under the law. This was people are called the Gnostics, or there's another group called the Antinomians, who said we were without law, we can do whatever we want. There's a lot of Christians like this today. It says because we're free in Christ, it doesn't matter what we do. Because we're free in Christ, we can sin all we want. We're forgiven. It's far more common than we think, especially on a college campus. But that's not what it says. It says that now because we're in Christ, the requirement of the law can be fulfilled in us who walk by the Holy Spirit. Well, let's think through the requirement of the law. What, what, does, the, what does, if we are walking by the Spirit, if we're fulfilling the life of Christ in us. And what does Christ call us to do? To love God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and love our neighbors ourselves. And so the requirement of the law is fulfilled. For instance, if you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, you're not going to have false gods, worship idols, uh, uh, take his name in vain, or, or violate his holy days. If you love your neighbors yourself, you're not going to, murder him, sleep with his wife, steal his possessions, bear false witness about him, or covet his possessions. You see, the law focused on what we should not do, and you never grow by that. This is a, this is a big mistake Christians make. We, tr we, we realize that we didn't keep the law. We come to Jesus for forgiveness. But now we want to grow, and we say, well, how do I grow? Well, I grow by keeping the law. No, you grow by being filled with the Spirit of God. You grow by following Christ. You, you don't grow by focusing on what you don't do. You grow by focusing on what you do in Christ. The law, the, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ sets us free from the don't, 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 and instead we do, do, do. We love God. We love others. We walk in the Spirit. He gives us the power to do this. And as you are walking in the Spirit of God, you won't be violating the law. The Spirit of God is going to lead you to walk in love, in righteousness, in goodness, and it will enable you to do the Spirit of God living in you. He will enable you to do what you could have never done just by trying to keep the law. Christian, we don't get saved by keeping the law. We don't receive eternal life by keeping the law. But we also don't grow to spiritual maturity by keeping the law. Rather, in both cases, we come to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. We grow 
in respect to salvation. We grow in spiritual maturity through faith in Jesus Christ. As he lives in us, as we follow his leading, as the Spirit of God fills us and empowers us, the requirement of the law will be fulfilled in you and so much more. You'll be loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. You'll be loving your neighbor as yourself. This is powerful stuff. I hope you're catching it. I hope you're catching it. Don't put yourself back under the law. Paul said this to the Galatians in chapter 3. Oh, foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you? You started so well, but then you went back under the law. And what, what good is that going to do? There's a God who works miracles among you. There's a God who, who, who saves you. There's a God who, who does wonderful things. And he doesn't do it through works of the law, but by hearing with faith. Faith unleashes the power of God for salvation. Faith, faith in Christ saves us. It, it unleashes the power of God to save a person who could never be saved by keeping the law. And faith unleashes the power of God that we might grow and do great things and mighty things for God and, and become spiritual, spiritually powerful people for God through faith that keeping the law could have never done. So we focus on this. We grow in our faith. We, 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 oh, Lord, help me to know the, spirit, the power of the Spirit of God, the power of Christ who lives in me. Amen? Amen. Hey, let's, let's commit this to prayer. Father in heaven, what wonderful truths we've been discussing. And we know, Lord, that these are not just theological points. These are, these are spiritual treasures. These are gems that we must mine, we must understand, we must meditate on. We, Lord, you've got to give us understanding and revelation of how this really works. We, we confess, Father, that we are so prone to want to earn, our, earn everything. We're so prone to want to um, uh, think that, that our goodness brings blessing when you when what you operate on is faith your blessing to us is because christ is in us your blessing to us is because we're in christ and that's not just salvation blessings that's every blessing every spiritual blessing is ours in christ we believe this we trust it Lord, I know that this does, we don't want to pendulum swing and think that this means faithfulness is unimportant or, or obedience is unimportant, because certainly it is. But we obey in the power of the Spirit, and we're faithful in the power of the Spirit. Lord, so much of it gets back to our attitude. Are we proud, self-righteous, thinking that we've earned your blessing, earned, earned the right for you to use us, earned, the, earned, earned a, a place of maturity? Or is it simply a matter of, no, we realize that Every good thing in me is from Christ. In my flesh dwells no good thing, but all the good is in me is in Christ. Everything I am is by the grace of God. Everything I have received is by the grace of God. Everything I accomplish is by the grace of God. For you said apart from you we could do nothing, and we have nothing that we haven't received, and we are what we are by the grace of God. We humble ourselves today. Thanking you, thanking you so much, Lord, that, you, that we're, we're only channels, but the Spirit of God lives in us. We're only like a glove that would be helpless if the hand was not in it. But, Lord, that metaphor, that example, the hand is in the glove that can do so much. And if Christ is in us, we can do so much. Help us remember, Lord, we're just channels only, but the Spirit of God lives in us.
and that the Spirit of God today, this very day, not sometime in the future, has set us free from the law of sin and death. Thank you. Father, thank you that the law of sin and death does not have to conquer us. The transgression came, we all sinned, and it brought condemnation. But there is now, therefore there is now, today, no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you. We give you praise and blessing. Lord, help us to walk in this freedom. Help us not to abuse it, but to know the power of the Spirit, to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, strength, and to love others as we love ourselves. We pray today, Father, as we've been looking these last couple of weeks at so many blessings, so many wonderful things you have given us in Christ. Father, I pray, help us to share these with the world. Lord, we, we, we have been blessed and we are grateful, but we don't want to hog the blessings, Lord. We want to let the blessings flow through us to others. We ask today, Lord, that you would love others through us. You would take the gospel to others through us. You would uh, help us, Lord, always to be alert to ways that we can open our mouth, share a blessing, share the gospel, share a testimony, give a word of encouragement, lift up someone else. I pray, Father, that today we would be channels of your love, your grace, your mercy, your righteousness, your truth. It would flow through us. Our world so needs you, Lord. We're so concerned with things happening in our world, so concerned with people that are so lost, lonely, people that are so confused in these days. Lord, we're concerned with things happening in our country, in our churches, in our families. Lord, we're concerned with, with, with uh, it, it just seems like a spirit of, of, um, of darkness and deception has just swept over our land recently. And we thank you that you have the answer, and we thank you that you will use us. We offer ourselves as vessels, Lord, raise us up to bring light and truth and hope to needy, needy people. We pray for this today. Use us yourself. Fill us with your spirit. Give us boldness and courage. It's so needed in our day, Lord. Give us courage. If we face danger or we face opposition, give us courage. All of these things, we believe, the ministry of the Spirit of God within us. Help us take the lid off, Lord. Help us to stop limiting you. Help us to realize that it's not about us. It's about the God who lives in us. Be showing yourself strong through us, we pray. We give you this day to walk in your ways, to be filled with, the, with your joy. This is our strength, the joy of the Lord, to be filled with faith, filled with love, looking for opportunities. And Lord, when there's doors that open, I pray we'd step through them and take advantage of opportunities that you give us. So we bless you today. I pray, Lord, for just a blessing on each one of us. Lord, bless, give us good health and strength. Lord, uh, give us good uh, an awareness of your presence. Lord, bless us at work, bless us at school. Help in everything we do, Lord, that we would walk in your ways and shine forth the light of Christ with great confidence and courage. Thank you now, and we pray these things. We give you glory. 
Thank you for the Christ in us. Thank you. The law of the spirit of life in Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death. And now, now there's no condemnation. And now the requirement of the law can be fulfilled in us who don't walk by the flesh, but walk in the power of the spirit. We bless you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, everybody, thank you for being with me today. I, pr I pray that every day these, these times in the Word and prayer are encouraging, uplifting, benefiting you. Think about them. Meditate on these things. Let them sink deep. As I've said before, I'll say it again. You get in the Word every day, day after day, week after week, month after month. Get in the Word. Learn the Word. Hear the Word taught. Trust the Word. Believe the Word. Pray it into your life. You'll be a different person. Again, if you know of any, if you know of people you want to see growing, and you think they're stuck or they're not growing the way they should, or they need the word more in their life, uh, really encourage them, urge them to to give this uh, live stream or the podcast, either one. Give them a, urge them to say, give it a, a try for a week or two. Build this in your life. I know some of you come every single day, but uh, let's let's help build this this. Uh, congregation shall we say let's, let's this online uh group because people need christ we need to be growing we need to be better christians amen all right god bless you and fill you with his spirit today remember there is no condemnation for you so walk in the freedom christ gives in jesus name be blessed amen see you tomorrow